Hey there, everybody. Welcome on in to the Whiskey Sports Podcast. My name is Tanner Dawson. Uh, you guys might know me from Let's Talk Sports and the Sports Buffoons as well. Guys, it is draft month. Like I said, this will be our third episode here, uh, and it's going to be a pretty dang good one because they got a lot of weapons already that they've acquired from last year and this year already. This team to come is it's going to be kind of interesting to see where they are placed. So uh, I'm really excited for this conversation. Really excited to see how this goes about. So um, definitely, definitely will be a good show, guys. But first, Whiskey Sports Podcast here. Ah, it's been a minute since I've updated you guys. I'm still on the Red Line Whiskey Co. The Elements Non Shield Factor here. Uh, it is. Uh, it does have kind of an oak barrel, oak oaky finish. It's really good. I haven't actually haven't drank whiskey in like two and a half weeks Been on the road. Uh, but you know, it's, it's time to record. It's time to get stuff going and we're back at it. So draft guys again, draft April 27th. That is less than two weeks away. It is ramp up time here in Kansas city and I'll be out there as well. So don't you guys forget that I'll have content for you. I'll have stuff on my Twitter. If you're not following me on Twitter at whiskey sports PD, go follow me on Twitter. Cause I'll drop stuff on my Twitter as well. Uh, throughout the draft. So I'll be there all three days. Really excited for this uh, event to come into play. So before we do it, before we bring in our guy, before we talk about this team, let's let's make sure you guys hit the sub, hit that like, hit that bell. All right, guys, you all may know him. You all may have seen him before. He is a big Miami Dolphins fan because that's who we're talking about today. Let's bring him in. Johnny Cruz. What's, up, Johnny? What's going on, bud? What's going on, man? I'm happy to be here, man. I just I feel I just feel ill prepared. I'm drinking water uh, while you got the nice whiskey going. So <laughs> it's all good, man. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having all me. All right, man. It's all right. I don't <laughs> prepare you for this here. You know, it's. It's just something I do on my side. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So, Johnny, I appreciate you coming in. I know you uh, you have your own Miami Dolphins show during the season, a little off-season stuff, too, um, on Fridays. Uh, look, I'm excited to talk with you about this Dolphins team because I think they're one of the more intriguing teams on which direction they will go in their draft picks. Um, is there anything off the bat right now, like which way you will swing the first couple rounds? Because obviously you don't have a first-rounder. But actually, let's talk about that. Man, you don't have a first rounder. How upset does that make you? Uh, it's pretty irritating, more than anything. Um, you know, thank you to Stephen Ross, our knucklehead owner, who costed us a first round because he had to go um, chasing after Tom Brady. Um, and then, of course, we traded our other first round pick for Bradley Chubb at the trade deadline. So I try to, just like last year, we traded our first round pick for Tyreek. I'm trying to look at it that way. Like our first round pick this year is Bradley Chubb. So I'm I'm trying to psych myself out that way so I don't stress the fact that, that we don't have a first round pick yet again. No, that's fair, man. I, I'm sure it takes a lot of just reminder of like what you got, what you have coming, or hopefully have coming, right? It's you gotta get past the the dumb ownership essentially in the play on some of these, I mean some of these franchises, you gotta get past it. And unfortunately, it doesn't sound like Ross is going anywhere anytime soon. So that's the struggle. All right. I want to talk about something here before we get into any kind of mock draft in here. Let's talk about the offseason moves here, right? So last year, you obtained Tyreek Hill in a trade. You, uh, I mean, to pair with Jalen Waddle there. Bradley Chubb came into play as well. Uh, 
you you acquired quite a few people from last year. Let's talk about these offseason 2023 offseason moves here. What's your favorite move so far? Um, well, I mean, uh, the, the obvious one would be the, the trade for, for Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't get any better than that. You're talking about an all pro corner, uh, who I think is going to be moved around uh, the, the defense a lot. Uh, Vic Fangio is a, is a big uh, component to that. Um, I, I really like David Long uh, from Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, we needed a linebacker who didn't just have speed because Jerome Baker has plenty of speed, but we needed somebody that actually had good middle linebacker instincts uh, who can go downhill and, and hit somebody hard. Uh, so I'm, I really like the David Long uh, signing. I know that there's a lot of talk right now about a possible trade for uh, for Devin White. I don't see that happening. Man, that'd uh, be, I just think, I, I just think it's going to be a bit too much, bro. I think it's going to be a bit too expensive. Linebacker, like it's such a defense right there. Like, what? I mean, I wouldn't be mad if they made no. the trade. I just don't see how we're gonna pay all these people. I mean, I know they, they've they've kind of opened themselves up to a nice two year window where they're going for it, but he's gonna want to get paid next year. And I know you can manipulate the, the the salary cap, but I like what we I like I like the David Long pick. Uh, I, I don't think we've only got four picks as it is, so I don't think you. I don't think you trade one of those for a middle linebacker, in my opinion, that you're going to have to pay right away. Right. And this is like almost the Rams and like steroid use at this moment. Mm-hmm. Like, this is insane. <laughs> like, look at all season moves here, right? Jalen Ramsey, you re-signed Raheem Mostert. You also re-signed mm-hmm. Jeff Wilson Jr. in that, or those acquisitions from last year. Um, I mean, David Long Jr. talked about Andrew Van Rinkle, Ginkle, sorry, Mike White. Mike White is a backup quarterback. We all know this yeah. white character can produce numbers. They can put up stuff if he gets protection. This is obviously an upgrade from what you had last year. Um, I guess for you, for your standpoint, I mean, let's just say Tua unfortunately goes down for whatever reason. Do you feel a little bit more comfortable this season going in the season with Mike White? Um, more than I did with, with Teddy last year, absolutely. Uh was he my first choice as a backup? No, uh, I, I was hoping for somebody like a Taylor Heineke or somebody, somebody with a little bit more experience. I like the Mike, you know, I like the way that he just stands in the pocket. He ain't afraid to take a hit. He'll stay in there till the very last second to deliver the ball. I like that. Uh, he's a good rhythm thrower. So, I mean, I think he'll be fine in this offense. Um, hopefully he doesn't have to play too much. <laughs> um, but I feel better about him coming in and possibly winning us a game or two as opposed to – Teddy looked completely disinterested last year. Um, so he he took the, the the $8 million that they gave him, and he was just chilling in Florida, back home with his family, and he didn't look like he wanted to play. Uh, Shout-out to Scott Thompson. He tried, uh, but you're talking about a seventh-round rookie. Uh, I still think he had, he had some upside uh, to him, but you know he got thrown – uh, to the Wolves last season because he had to play um, and even wanted to play in that, that, that wild card game. He didn't play great, but I think he kind of represented himself well. He he had us in a position where we, we could have won that game. Uh, so, I mean, that's all you can ask for. But I'm, I'm, obviously I want Tua to stay healthy. But if not, then, yeah, I definitely like, uh, I definitely like Mike White uh, as the backup better than, than, um, than Bridgewater. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of agree there. It's it's gonna be interesting though. Definitely an upgrade for Bridgewater, who, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately had his own stack of injuries to go right. about last year on top of it. Right. So um another right. thing that I, I thought was interesting on the signing here, you got signed Braxton Berrios mm-hmm. uh, from the Jets as well. And you brought in Cedric Wilson Jr. from Dallas last year, along with Tyree Kill. 
like Cedric Wilson kind of didn't really make a splash at all. Braxton Berrios, we've seen with the Jets go out and make splashes. Like, do you think this is, you know, Cedric's possibly on his way out and you're looking at Braxton possibly taking that roster spot this year? Um, un- unfortunately for Cedric Wilson, I-, I do see that possibly happening. Plus, they, they drafted Eric Ezukama last year out of-, out of Texas Tech. They got high hopes for that kid. Um, Cedric Wilson, I feel bad for the kid. I mean, I was excited about the signing last year. Uh, he showed some some glances in, in Dallas that he could be a good player. And they signed him before the Tyreek trade. So, yes. the, you know, the, the thought was he would be a good number two for, for you know, next to Jalen Waddle. But then you get an opportunity to get a Tyreek Hill. You don't pass on that. And then now he kind of gets pushed to the side. You got guys like Trent Sherfield and River Craycraft that actually know Mike McDaniel and they know his offense. Uh, and then Cedric was dealing with a, a bit of a hamstring issue, but he never solidified himself and just grabbed the third wide receiver position. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, He never grasped it. No. Right, right. I mean, he had 12 catches for 120-something yards, no touchdowns. I mean, that's – and he made $7 million. You know what I'm saying? So if, if they can move him, I mean, they've been wanting to move him probably since the trade deadline last year. Uh, so, I mean, it's coming up now because it's close to the draft, but it's not a story. I mean, they've been trying to trade him uh, for a while now. I don't I don't know that anybody's going to give up uh, anything of, of value. But, you know, at this point, if you can get a sixth or a seventh, uh, I think you take it. But if not, um, they're not going to cut him because it's, it's worthless to cut him. Uh, yeah. I think they'll save a couple hundred thousand. So you might as well keep him on the team and see if he – a second year in this offense to kind of make the leap. But I love the, the Barrio signing more for special teams because we had nobody to return kicks for us. Uh, I think he fills that void, obviously. And I think I think he will have a chance. I think Mike McDaniel will make some plays for him. I think he'll use – he likes the, the, the quick twitch guys, uh, and Barrios has that. So I, I think he might actually wind up doing a lot more than just returning this year for us. I agree. I think the other uh, signing I was interested in, too, is Malik Reed. Um, yes. Played with you know Pittsburgh last year had a really down year. He played with Denver from 19 to 21. Mm-hmm. You know pretty good numbers there. Uh, you know 24, 34, 16 in solo tackles there. Uh, had a bunch of tackles for loss three, eight, and four. Going backwards by the way, 21 to 19 there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but last year you know only one tackle for loss, 17 assists, eight solos, 25 combined, like in one sack, which was none of the numbers he had. The last right. before that. So I think Malik Reed maybe having a chance to have a bounce back season and being mm-hmm. an effective outside linebacker is going to be kind of huge for that team too. Yeah, I think it is. And he's getting reunited with his defensive coordinator, uh, Vic Fangio. Again, we talked yep. about him um, and Malik isn't coming in having to be that dude. That's the thing about it. You got Bradley yeah. Chubb and Jalen Phillips uh, playing outside linebackers. So he'll be in a rotation with those guys. Um, and like I said, he knows Vic Fangio's defense. Uh, I think, bro, the, the fact that Vic Fangio talked about how for the last year while he was, you know, unemployed, uh, that he was just sitting in the lab watching film and just coming up with, you know what I'm saying? So I know he was sitting there like, oh, okay, that's what you guys are trying to do. I'm a co- you know, So he already talked about a bunch of different coverages that he's come up with. So I, I'm excited to see what he does. With, I mean, he's got a bunch of athletes and players on that defense, and then you put in somebody uh, like a Malik Reed that he's familiar with, Bradley Chubb that he's familiar with, uh, and then you give him an ultimate chess piece like a Jalen Ramsey. Because I don't think Jalen Ramsey is only going to play outside corner. 
No. I think he'll play inside. I think he'll play some safety. You, you team him up with Javon so, Holland. It's going to be fun, bro. So do you really think Jalen Ramsey is going to break his rule where he doesn't switch sides and stuff? Like he's going to – because he usually just stays outside, mm-hmm. on his own side. He doesn't switch. You think you think it adjusts I, this year? I, I think he's going to be – I think he wants to be involved more. So I think he's going to love – what Vic Fangio is going to, I mean, he, he played some of a uh, uh, style of it under Staley and in the, with the Rams. So he's familiar a bit with the defense, but I think, I think the power that, and the, uh, you know, the kind of control and the responsibility that Vic Fangio is going to put on him to play defense. I think he's going to, he's going to like that challenge. And I think he is going to be okay with moving around. I think he's going to, he's going to enjoy blitzing. I think Fangio is going to basically use him um, as a third safety and then use him in the slot. Like the pet, you put him on the best receiver. Now X can just kind of just take the number two. So that takes right. a little pressure off of X. If you got a dominant re- tight end, I don't know, like this dude from Kansas city, who's pretty good. Maybe you put Jalen Ramsey on him. You know what I mean? And then you still got the coverage behind with X and Javon Holland and all that. So um, I, I, I love the acquisition of Jalen Ramsey. He's a big kid. He's got great instincts. Uh, I think his national transition is going to be to safety once he gets a little bit older anyway. So I, I'm excited to see what, what 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 he can do this year. All right, let's take in the secondary here. You guys released Byron Jones finally, cornerback, who hasn't really he didn't play at all last year. Um, got what got hurt again early that previous year. Like this guy, he, he just hasn't been around. You guys have finally cut ties. Um, I guess what's your thoughts here on that one? Do you think it's about time? Do you think it's a good move or what you got? I, I mean, I think they had no choice. I mean. They wanted him back this past season. Everybody wanted him back this past season. Yeah, uh, he had two really good years uh, under Brian Flores, playing opposite of X. Uh, for you know, there was a lot of Dolphin fans that didn't realize how good he actually was. Well, they missed him this year, uh, but he was the perfect. Um, he was the perfect number two to to, to X in my opinion because he played such man coverage that guys tried X more and X wound up with ten interceptions that year. Mm-hmm. So they don't, you know, a lot of people don't realize just how good Byron Jones was. Uh, this Pat, he had this surgery late, which that was already a bad sign because he needed the surgery right after the season and he waited till March. Uh, then there was talk, okay, well, he'll be ready right for the season that nobody, you know, he's a veteran. We ain't worried about him in training camp. And then they put him on the four week pup. And then all of a sudden he's just not there all year. And there was talk that he was healthy, but he kept saying that he didn't feel right. So, I mean, when it comes to injuries, it's hard to say, oh, well, that guy's not really hurt. If he doesn't feel that he can perform at, at the highest level, then, I mean, you really can't say anything. It was just extremely disappointing. Yes. Um, so, you know, I mean, but they couldn't cut him last year. You know, they couldn't cut him anyway because, they, they, you know, the, 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 the cap hit would have been awful. So this was the year to be able to get out of that salary. So they, they jumped on the opportunity to, to move on. And, I mean, you, you basically got rid of him and, and – brought in Jalen Ramsey. I'll, I'll take that every day of the week. Yep. I'm with you there. It's uh, you definitely upgraded. I believe in a way, mm-hmm. at least, I mean, the biggest upgrade is being on the field. You're not on the field. Right, absolutely. You're not, you're not much of a, uh, you know, a guy that can help out at all. Right. So. Okay. All right, guys, let's get into it. It's time. The Dolphins mock draft. Yes. They only have four picks, Yep. yep. but what are they going to do here? 51, 84, 197, and 238. Obviously, it's going to be interesting to see exactly how effective these four picks get. Right. Um, but hey, when, when you have, when you're trying to win a championship, this is this is kind of what you do. This is kind of the things you do. So, 
Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's let's uh let the mock draft for the Dolphins begin. All right, guys. So once again, guys, we're going down the way. We're gonna do all seven rounds. Obviously, there's only four picks. Uh, no trades. So there's gonna be trades popping up. We're not gonna do them at all. Just so all right. everybody knows the rule here. But Johnny, you let me know positions. If you want to look through certain certain positions, if you want to look at certain players, see if they're there. Whatever right. you want to do, you tell me. We'll navigate through it. All right. Well, I'm I'm used, I'm a firm believer of best player available, um, in, in my opinion, especially when you come to a situation like this where it's you don't have a first round pick, uh, you're picking at 51. Um, what what I would do with this pick is, I mean, if if Zach Charbonnet is there, I would take the running back. You would go running back. I would personally go running back. Pick? I would only because I think he's exactly what this offense needs. I know that they re-signed the entire running back room. The Dolphins won't do this. The Dolphins will not do this. Uh, I mean, unless there's a unless there's a, a really good offensive tackle, offensive lineman on the board. I, like I said, I would take best player available. I would take if there's a corner that's a stud, I would take him. A safety. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. I know everybody. Everybody's talking about Jameer, uh, Jameer Gibbs from Alabama, the running back. Um, I don't think he'll be there. Okay, yeah, that's who's the best player available right now. He is the best player available right now. Yeah, so you See, got Jameer Gibbs there. At, he's supposed to go at thirty six. Right, basically dropped down a bunch. You do got Zach uh, Charbonnet there from UCLA at fifty five. Um, right. If we kind of look through, just to look through positions here, 66-84 projection, uh, Syracuse offensive tackle Matthew Burjon is That's there. not a bad pick. 84, Jalen Duncan's there from Maryland. And then on the corner side of things, you got 56, Julia Sprints from K-State, who had a really like good year. Him. DJ Turner at 58, uh, cornerback Michigan. And then Clark Phillips, that's uh, third at 63 from Utah. And then also safety-wise, you still have Antonio Johnson there at safety, Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Battle there as well from Alabama at seventy. I'm I'm hoping he'll be there at eighty four. Like I said, if I think the Dolphins would jump on a Jordan Battle or, or the top corner that would be available, or even Bergeron, yeah, at offensive tackle. There's a lot of talk about them going after um, a tackle to not only compete with Austin Jackson but hopefully take the freaking job. I mean, I know you don't. That's not ideal that you want a rookie. Uh, protecting your quarterback's <laughs> blind side, but if if he's if he's average, we're good. That's all we need him to be. We need him to just not suck, basically. You know what I mean? Because we yeah. got we got three of the other four positions on the offensive line pretty much set. Um, so if it's me and I'm picking, I, I love I love Zach size six one two twenty. He's got great hands. He he's got the shiftiness to be perfect in this uh, in this um. The long zone uh, rushing attack. So I, I'm going. I'm going Zach Charbonnet with the awesome. pick. If, I, if it's me. So before I hit draft here, I'm just going to go down the list so everybody's aware of what's out there right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jamar Gibbs at running back, Alabama. Drew Saunders, uh, linebacker, Arkansas, who's one of the hardest, hardest hitting linebackers out there right now. Mm-hmm. Trent Simpson from Clemson. Steve Avila, interior offensive line from TCU. Antonio Johnson, Texas A&M safety, and Cody Mach. Mock, I think it is interior offensive line, North Dakota State. So, still lots of good picks out there, but I, I don't mm-hmm. mind it at all if you can give a little bit more weapons, a little bit more depth because Raheem Mostert gets hurt, Jeff Wilson gets mm-hmm. hurt. Like, mm-hmm. you at least got a rookie that hey, time to go out and prove it. So, we're going at number 
pick 51, Zach Charbonnet, running back, UCLA for the Miami Dolphins. All right, so now we go down the list here. We got 84 is your next pick. What mm-hmm. position group are you looking at now for 84 for your second pick? Well, I, I'm, if there's a offensive lineman available, tight end is, is, a, is a need. Um, again, a, a good young defensive back that you can kind of groom behind X and Jalen is, is a, always a good thing. Um, a safety to team up with uh, with Javon Holland wouldn't be bad. Um, but so, again, I, I'm always of the of the mindset of, of best player available. Um, so, so right I mean, now, that, your best player Clark Phillips is Clark Phillips the third at corner from Utah. You got uh, Psyche Ika, defensive line Baylor, uh, Diane Henley, linebacker Washington State, and Tucker Craft, uh, tight end South Dakota State. That's who I would go with right there. I would take Tucker Craft, Tucker tight Kraft. end. Yep, I like tight this end too. We we need somebody that can that can um, take the spot of Mike Isecki. Is he Mike Isecki? No, but I think he's a better blocker uh, than Mike Isecki. He's somebody that you can develop uh, behind Durham Smythe. Um, and then they they signed Eric Subert from uh, yeah from Denver. So they. As much as people are like, oh, when they lost Mike Gusecki, they need a tight end. I think they like what they got, especially would would they take would they like a young, you know, Darnell Washington or somebody like that? Absolutely. I think they would like somebody that they can, you know, develop uh behind these guys. Uh I think they would prefer a better blocker than a than a receiver uh to help with this offensive line that there's question marks with. Uh, but I, if he's there, I'm definitely taking him. I, I like his upside. I do too. Uh, so yeah, I, w- I would definitely go with, with, with Tucker there. On that I like, yeah, I like Tucker Crad. You know, kind of a big body, like you said, he mm-hmm. can walk, but he can also break tackles uh, right. when he does the screens and stuff. We saw it there in South Dakota State. Watch some highlights of that. This is right. a kid that he could prosper, especially in this Dolphins offense. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, be absolutely and, and it's not going to be the but, pressure of having to come in correct and like be that dude right you know no just come in learn the playbook you know what i'm saying you know keep your nose down hit hit the hit the weight room get a little stronger and just keep on going man yep all right at pick 84 miami dolphin select tucker craft tight end south dakota state all right i like it so far bro. Left, johnny two picks <laughs> left all right i i like what you're doing so far though because you're yeah. what you're doing here is you're bringing in depth. You're bringing in mm-hmm. opportunities, right? So tight mm-hmm. ends, obviously lost Jaseki. You brought in a couple other guys there. Like there's opportunity for these guys mm-hmm. to win positions. Running back, Jeff Wilson Jr. Raheem Mostert aren't, you know, the best running backs ever. Right. They get hurt a lot. Opportunity to see the field, opportunity to build depth. So I'd be curious right. what your last two picks here involved. Granted that they're kind of further down at 197 and 238. And we are getting right around the corner here to this here. Um, look, there's some guys I'm still seeing out here that probably wouldn't be hurt uh, to be taken there. Um, obviously, tackle wise, there cornerbacks and see. So. See, I, I I would take at this pick, I would take the best offensive tackle that that was left on the board, um, or the best corner. Uh, so are we to, are we to the pick yet? We're to the pick here. 197 here. Let's take a look at offensive tackles first, right? right? So we got uh, Reagan, or sorry, Ryan Hayes, offensive tackle of Michigan, sitting, you know, projected for 159. Uh, Below that, the next three, you have 168 projection. Warren McClendon from offensive tackle Georgia. Yeah. Uh, Then you got City 
sorry, Sigma City So, Sidi So, Sal, offensive tackle, Eastern Michigan, and then Trevor Reed, offensive tackle, Louisville, sitting on those three there. Projections are 159, 168, 231, and 248. Now we switch to the cornerback position here, mm. and we got 160, 201, 207, 212 projections here. Uh, Cameron Mitchell, Northwest. I was about to say, is that Cameron Mitchell? North, North? Yeah, yeah I'm, he's there. I, I'm taking him. I'm you, taking uh, him. That's it? Oh, yeah. I, absolutely. So absolutely. looking elsewhere, guys, just so you guys finish the list here, Alex Austin, Oregon State, Mehi Blackman, USC, mm. and Miles Brooks sitting here in the next four uh, for nice. that. So, I look, I agree with you here. I think Cameron Mitchell is the right pick between those mm-hmm. between the offensive tackle and the corner that you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, if we kind of look at the field here at 197, 158 projection, Mohamed Ibram from Minnesota, the running back. He's still out here. Uh, we talked already about Ryan Hayes and Cameron Mitchell. Cameron Latou is still out here tight end-wise. Uh, Andre Iosivas from Princeton still out here. And Jake Moody, the kicker, uh, which I think he goes in the top five rounds. I think somebody – Yeah, somebody's going to stack him up. No, but I like this. I like this uh, Cameron Mitchell character here. Mm-hmm. So I think it's uh, really helped the depth. Absolutely. I think he's somebody that, that you can kind of develop, like I said, behind X and Jalen Ramsey, unless X has a a top, top year like he's had before. I think they move on from him after the season anyway. Yeah. I mean, uh, because they're gonna... this guy to be essentially almost play some kind of slot corner, if not right. special teams at this point. Right. And develop him, see what he turns into. We, we got True Williams coming back um, yep. this, this season coming up. Nick Needham was re-signed. So he again, a kid that doesn't have to come in and start right away, can develop in this defense behind these two, you know, you know, all pro, you know, corners in, in Ramsey and X. I think that's a, I think that's a good pick. I, I don't see him being there this late in the draft. Uh, <laughs> right now on this, he's, he's there. there so he's absolutely, there, right? I'm snagging him. Absolutely. Yeah. So all right, guys, I pick 197. We're going Cameron Mitchell, cornerback, Northwestern. All right, guys, we got one pick left here for the Miami Dolphins here with Johnny Cruz. Johnny, what's going through the mind? Are we going just offensive line, period, offensive uh, tackle, uh, or we want to see uh, what's out there? I, I'm taking best player. Like I said, I'm, I'm taking best player available unless unless the top three or four are pretty close and then there's, so, there's a position that you want to fill. Um, they did re-sign. Uh, they did sign, excuse me, Dan Feeney. Yeah. Uh, they, they re-signed. Uh, Jaron Christian, which I'm not exactly sure why they're big on Jaron Christian, but they re-signed him. They re-signed Kendall Lamb. So there is some depth on this offensive line. Um, we could always use more offensive linemen. You can never have too many offensive linemen. Yeah. Um, but right now, from what I'm looking at, we got what, Jay Ward at outside linebacker. I don't Jay have my glasses, safety. so I can't see yeah, the other teams. LSU there. Bryce okay. Ford, wide receiver, West Virginia. Ocon, Mathis, Edge, Nebraska. Now here, I got I get this question for you, Johnny, because I'm kind of curious here, right? So Tua's, I think, on his fifth option, right? Fifth mm-hmm. year option. Well, he's he's on he's on his fourth year. We fourth picked year, up the fifth right. year option. Fourth he's year, on his fourth year. Right. The fifth year's coming up here, right? Right, right. So looking here, actually, we got some big bigger name quarterbacks than I thought would actually be here at this point at 280, 238 here. Now I want to know your thoughts here. I, I, I'm not saying anything like this, but if you see at 238, your final pick, a Stetson Bennett sitting there or a Malik Cunningham from Louisville quarterbacks-wise, you think they should take a stab at him? Like what's um, – I think Malik – I think Cunningham, yeah. I, I'm not taking Bennett. No offense, but I'm not yeah. 
I'm not taking Bennett. I'm taking Cunningham because there is some upside there. Um, yeah, I, I I don't have a problem with the Dolphins drafting a quarterback every freaking year. It never saying? hurts. Seriously, right? you, it never hurts to have it. That's that's your coach's philosophy too. He's always been of the mindset of you know, say you draft a quarterback every year until you find that guy. Yep. Um, so I didn't mind the Skyler Thompson pick last year out of Kansas State. Um, like I said before, I think he actually does have some upside where he can develop into a good backup. Um, but I wouldn't be mad if they decided at 51, if there was somebody there that they thought that they can develop. You can't be mad at them for doing something like that. They kind of got to have some kind of insurance, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because Cause you don't know what Tua's going to be. Right. You don't know if right. he's going to get hurt, and that's going to be it. And you now you're back to the drawing board with all Absolutely. this A-roll and all this talent. Absolutely right. Then we're stuck in a situation where, where we're going to have to go out and get a – you know what I'm saying? We're going to have to trade for somebody. And there's yeah. really nobody – worth going after you know what i'm saying at the time let's say it happens when the season starts you're stuck your season is yeah. pretty much blown you gotta hope that mike white can do something uh you're not gonna get a quarterback at the trade deadline so if they wanted to hedge their bet with tua and grab somebody at 51 if there's somebody there that they that mike mcdaniel really likes that he thinks he could develop absolutely but if we're talking about the very last pick just like they did last year with their last pick taking a quarterback if, if i'm in a situation like this and i'm not too thrilled with anything else that's on the board then yeah why not you know take a take a malik cunningham and see what see what you can uh why not what you can pull out of him see what what some some development uh can do for him over the next couple years uh you're gonna have control of him for a few years at very very cheap why not yeah i wouldn't be mad at them for going for that yeah i agree there i I just think it doesn't hurt to take a stab it doesn't hurt absolutely especially if it's lost one right all right. Absolutely. Who's your pick here at 238 for the Miami Dolphins? Well, I mean, you've already convinced me to, to go for it now, so I'm going to go ahead and take Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mind it because we, we did such a good job at free agency. We re-signed the guys that we needed to do. We traded for Jalen Ramsey. I mean, this team is ready to go. We've got depth. You only have four picks. Get guys that can help you right now. That's why I take Zach because I think he can help this offense right away. I think he's going to battle with Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. I mean, they'll probably obviously be ahead of him because they know the playbook and whatever, but I wouldn't be surprised if by week two or three he's starting week four yeah. if he's the main dude. You know what I mean? He could win it out of training camp, to be completely honest. He's got that much ability. Um, but they're not probably going to put – you know, obviously I don't think the Dolphins are going to – they're not going to do running back. Just Chris Greer is just not that kind of DM. But I would love to do it. Give Tua some more weapons. You went in the offseason. You solidified the defense. Give him a few more weapons on offense. If you can't solidify the offensive line, get him some more weapons. Yep. Get him a, a, a running back that you know is has tremendous upside. Like I said, I like Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, but they don't – like I'm not thrilled about them. They don't excite me. This kid would excite me. And then to get lucky enough to get Kraft uh, with that third round pick, he's a he's a good tight end. That I think you can you can play him. He'll be the he'll start off at number three, uh, but he could easily work his way up to getting some playing time. But you don't have to rush him. Um, Cameron Mitchell again. That's talk about value to get him at, at, at that time in the draft would, would be incredible. Um, and somebody that can develop. And then yeah, I would go the last one. I would go with with Cunningham here. Um, and just see if you can develop him and maybe never know what could happen with, with quarterbacks. Like I said, I, I'm I'm of the belief you, you keep drafting quarterbacks until you got the until you get the one that you that is the the, the man. Right. And who can stay out for or stay in for a while. 
All right, right, guys, pick 238 for the Miami Dolphins. Their final pick of the draft here, Malik Cunningham, quarterback, Louisville. Yep. All right. So now I like it. The draft. Hey, I like this pick here, right? <laughs> you went running back, tight end, corner, and quarterback, all stuff that you dealt with last year that had injuries, that had people out. Right. Uh, you know, look at the grades here, according to this NFL mock draft database site here. Zach was an A Tucker Craft A plus, Cameron Mitchell A plus, Malik Cunningham with a B plus. That's right. still a really great job. That's still enough depth there to hopefully right. maybe you know, especially in, between Cameron and Malik, maybe one of these pans out into right. a long term kind of thing. Absolutely. Worst case scenario, Cameron Mitchell, you got yourself somebody again, like you said, can help with special teams. And like I said, there's no pressure on him to come in right away and have to be one of those dudes. No, he he can just learn and develop. Um, and then you know, let, go out there and compete and see, you know, see what you can do. Exactly. I I, I fully believe that there. Johnny, that was a, that was a really good draft here for four picks. You actually did. I think you did a pretty dang good job there. Picking I for this offense. That. There All you right. go. You heard that? You heard that, Chris Greer? <laughs> hey, call Johnny Cruz. He'll help yeah. you out. He'll help you out. No problem, bro. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be on the phone with Johnny. I'll help Chris out for you while I'm there. So, yes. uh, I got one last question for you here. Um, with the Dolphins here going into the draft here. Do you think it's very important for these, for the Dolphins to hit on the draft or do you not because of all the stars and all the big payrolls that you guys ended up having is does McDaniels have a ton of pressure on him that he needs to have a lot of input into this draft for four picks. Is there a lot of pressure for McDaniels going in the draft? That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, no, I don't think there's pressure on McDaniels going into the draft. I think all the pressure is on Chris Greer. Uh, we cannot have the same thing that happened last season. Correct. Last season, we only had four picks, um, and, and I like Channing Tindall, the linebacker out of Georgia, and then they, they took Eric Esukama with the fourth-round pick, and then we had two sevens, which was Cameron Good, and then, the, you know, we, like we mentioned, Skylar Thompson. But you would have thought that Channing Tindall and Eric Esukama would have helped last season. Those kids did not play. Uh, I think they barely dressed. You know, Skylar Thompson was the one that wound up starting a couple games and actually getting the most playing time. Cameron Good was on he the got practice in the playoffs, right? Right, right. So we can't do that again this season. We need at least those first two picks to contribute, uh, either big time on special teams or, like I said, if you get a, a running back or a tight end or somebody that can help you offensively right away, even if it's just a few, few plays uh, a game in the beginning of the season and then it could turn into more. Like I said, I would not be surprised somebody – of Zach's caliber, or if or if they do wind up getting a, a Jameer Gibbs or somebody like that, I think that person can actually compete with Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson to take some carries from them right away. So, I mean, I know they like the rotation thing, but they cannot get four guys that don't play this year again. They can't. They can't have two years in a row of not having any of your your guys contribute except for a seventh round quarterback that had to play because of injury. Uh, so we need these kids to, to contribute at least, the, at least the first two picks have to contribute some to this team. Every other position is pretty much filled out. Um, I think we got plenty of depth. The team is ready to go. Yeah. Obviously it's two of staying healthy, but again, if, if you can get a running back that can help out a tight end that can help out, maybe an offensive lineman to help solidify the offensive line, whatever. Um, they did a good job, like I said, in the offseason of, of uh, developing, uh, bringing in some depth on the defense and some good players. Like I said, I love the the, the David Long pick, the Deshaun Elliott at safety, I think is, is a really good pick. You, you mentioned Malik Reed. 
they did what they had to do to solidify that defense, and you brought in a mastermind at coach. If you can give to uh, either an offensive lineman or a couple more weapons to go with Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, um, besides Tua staying healthy, I don't know what else you can ask for if you're a Dolphin fan. I, I'm right there with you, man. I, I just I think you got all the pieces to make make a run this year. I thought you had all the pieces last year to make a run last year. Yeah, wow. we just we, we that kid has to stay Injuries healthy. And I, I hope I hope he realizes and I hope he learns. I mean, he's still young, so he's still learning, but I hope he realizes how important he is. You have to protect yourself. Uh, yes. You are not Lamar Jackson. You are not Russell Wilson. You might have been kind of quick in college, but you ain't quick in the NFL. If the opportunity is there to run, run right away. If not, get rid of the football, bro. You, That's all he needs to do. You're not Josh Allen who goes in right. beating every right. freaking game. Right. If the play's not there, get rid of the football. Do not take any unnecessary hits, man. I just, I'm just, I just hope Josh Allen learns his lesson real quick because I, I worry it about scares him. me so every game. He, he loves to run people over, and I know that you know what I'm saying. I, I mean, I, he's I a big guy in high school too. You know what I'm saying? Running people over, but he's a big guy like big he, body. You know, he's right. like a skinny guy, but. Right, but he needs hey, to preserve man. himself, man. He needs to preserve himself so that way he's 100% towards the end of the season. And I know Dolphin fans are going to be like, oh, I, I can appreciate greatness on other teams, man. I can appreciate that he's a great quarterback. Uh, I want everybody to stay healthy. I want you know the, the best to play the best. So yeah, that's um, what I, I don't I, want him to go through what Andrew Luck, poor Andrew Luck went through. Yeah, exactly. I say Andrew Luck took a, took a beating. Um, even though he wasn't the same style of quarterback as you know, like Josh Allen wants to run people over. Exactly. I was but, like, there's a difference. Saying, him, him, Josh yeah, Allen's him. asking for it. Right. Meanwhile, Andrew Luck's just trying to get the ball away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah, different. Well right? said. Yeah. Oh, but um, I hope, yeah, I hope Josh Allen learns from that too. Um, not too much to where they, they wind up beating us for the division, but you know, I want him to take care of himself and I want him to be there healthy at the end, man. Like I said, I want everybody to stay healthy. I want the best to play the best. Yep. I agree, man. I agree. Well, Johnny, once again, I appreciate you hopping on talking a little bit, uh, dolphins mock here, a little bit of off season stuff here. Obviously you'll be back on at some point. We'll be talking some stuff, uh, after the draft. Uh, I'm excited to get some, I'll try to get some shots for you for the, yeah. your dolphins picks posted on Twitter for you, tag you in. So, uh, there, I'm gonna have a blast there, guys. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be at the draft. Give me a tweet. We'll come say hi, meet you. Like, I, I'm all for it. I'm all for the interaction. I'm gonna have a blast. I'll be with the sports buffoons guys, and Mr. Boggins will be there on Thursday night yes. with me. So that'll be interesting. See who gets in more trouble at that point. You right? guys, you guys are gonna have a blast, man. Have fun out there. Be safe and enjoy yourself, man. You know it. All right, guys. Everybody, please put down below. If you agree with Johnny's picks or what you would change in this mock draft, as I would love to see your comments there. Make sure you guys give Johnny a follow on Twitter at the Yankee Fan. Go subscribe, let's and like and hit the bell on Let's Talk Sports Network. That's where Johnny is at. He talks every Monday nights, usually Friday nights, sometimes Scott Cobb show, Bakken show. He's out there, man. Go hit go hit the bell on Let's Talk Sports, and you'll find Johnny out there. So meanwhile, guys, make sure you hit the bell here. Hit the hit the subscribe and like button here at the Whiskey Sports Podcast. We will catch you on the next episode. See you guys.